Last week, Bill Blair, our Minister of Defense, was trying to explain how his defense portfolio could shave a billion dollars off the budget, while at the same time uh, promising that defense spending was actually going up. Not an easy task, to be sure, but at the same time, he made it known that he hadn't actually received a mandate letter yet from the Prime Minister uh, more than two months after he was moved into defence. Turns out, no Liberal cabinet ministers have been given mandate letters from the Prime Minister yet. So do they know what they're supposed to be doing? That, that What these do basically is lay out the goals, the priorities. They're usually outlined in these letters. So what should we make of this, if anything? We're going to have a conversation with Sophie Norman now. Uh, Sophie is a consultant with Summa Strategies. Sophie, thanks for being here. Always appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. It's great to be back. Yeah. Um, so mandate letters, I mean, just so everybody's on the same page, basically it's a job description, right? For different ministers from different portfolios, it comes from the leader and lays out what they want them to do, right? Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like a roadmap for for the portfolio. And, and like you said, the prime minister would put these together for every member of his cabinet, outlining what it is that he's looking for them to accomplish um, and how that relates to either a platform commitment, if this is a, a, a cabinet um, appointment that's coming after an election, or in a, a post-shuffle scenario like we're in right now, what it is that he's looking for the new minister to do, either as a continuation of what their predecessor was doing, or any new priorities that that he's wanting them to cover now that they are in this role. So, so the cabinet shuffle happened July 26. So we're two, two, two weeks, two months, two weeks, something like that. I mean, is is this an unusually long amount of time without a mandate letter? I mean, I think it's important to remember that the publishing of mandate letters publicly is really only something that started under Prime Minister Trudeau. Um, it wasn't something that has been done previously. Um, and in fact, in Ontario, we have uh, Premier Ford that has been fighting in the court system to not have the mandate letters of his cabinet released publicly. So just because there isn't a mandate letter either publicly or not, it doesn't mean that the business of government stops. Um, you know, Minister Blair specifically had said that he is sort of working off of the mandate letter right. of his predecessor, knowing that there are a lot of priorities that would continue from minister to minister. So there is definitely a guideline and and a roadmap for these ministers to be able to, to accomplish their various priorities, um, even if the letters themselves haven't been updated recently. Yeah, like you say, in some cases, I mean, you know, as you say, he's, he's just following along from what was there before. Patty mm-hmm. Haidu same thing, you know, um, Indigenous services. She's been there since 2021, so she says, no, I, I don't have a new mandate letter. Why would I? It's, it's the same. Right. same pro- so in some cases, they're not even something that people would expect, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, I think Minister Fraser is another good example of that as well. Um, I think, you know, Canadians have been very clear to this government and to their elected representatives about their concerns around the housing uh, situation and the crisis that we're facing here in Canada. So Minister Fraser would be one to look at as well as somebody who can say, um, you know, I don't need a mandate letter to tell me what to do. I know what I have to do and that's why I have to fix the housing yep. situation here in Canada, which he has already begun to do since his appointment as housing minister through the various announcements that he's made in various municipalities regarding the housing accelerator fund. So there's definitely still work that can be done. Got, yeah, absolutely. And and, they, and like you say, the, the whole housing strategy, I mean, a lot of that, maybe not in a mandate letter, but we all know what, what the government's been talking right. about with the announcements. Um, what about the right. brand new portfolio? Like, there are some ministries that didn't exist uh, prior to this summer. So you're starting from scratch in those instances. There it would be more important, I think, to sort of lay out a government vision, wouldn't it? It 
definitely would be. Um, you know, Minister Beach, Terry Beach, is is one that comes to mind. Uh, he's a new 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 cabinet minister, newly appointed in uh, in the July shuffle in a portfolio that didn't exist before as the Minister yeah. of Citizen Services. So that would be one where I think most people would be looking for there to be a mandate letter to to outline what it is that uh, the Prime Minister's vision is for this new portfolio. But like I said before, just because Minister Beach doesn't have a mandate letter doesn't mean that he he doesn't do anything. I think, you know, from what I've heard, he spent a lot of time going to colleagues in cabinet, colleagues in caucus to to listen to, to concerns that they're bringing from their constituents, in addition to concerns that he'd be hearing from his own constituents to sort of start mapping out a bit of a path himself. And that can be something that he can also bring to the Prime Minister and say, you know, as we put this mandate letter together, as we shape this portfolio and what it looks like and what it, it means at the cabinet table, these are some things that I have heard from my constituents and from constituents across the country that are of, of great concern to them. And, you know, he can use that to figure out how he can best assist in this new ministerial role. You're a strategist, political strategist, so you know strategy is going to be used as best it can by all of the parties involved. So the NDP and the Bloc have both come out and said this is evidence the government is not one of action. They're all they're reactionary. They don't have a plan. They don't have a vision. They're they're reeling from one crisis to the next and not laying out a firm, clear, identifiable agenda. Fair criticism or not? It does seem like uh, there's a lot going on. They're trying to put out all kinds of fires, um, and you know it does seem largely reactionary right now, Sophie. I mean, I think there is some truth to that. I think this government would also probably say that, you know, working on a timeline is not always a great strength of theirs. But the reality is when you're in the business of government, there are all kinds of issues that that crop up. Uh, you know, foreseen or unforeseen. And I think if we look at the last couple of months for this Liberal government, there has been a lot that has come up that has been unforeseen from uh, the business in the House of Commons with the new Speaker after the resignation Mm -hmm. of the the previous Speaker, um, with the diplomatic tensions in India and the ripple effects that that have had through their Indo-Pacific strategy and and, uh, diplomatic and economic um, paths as well. So the reality is that when other crises pop up that take up the government's energy and occupy their bandwidth, naturally other things end up getting delayed because there are are pressing issues to to deal with. So if I'm the government, I would be, you know, looking at the mandate letters as an opportunity to reinforce some of this messaging that they need to get across to Canadians, that they are hearing their concerns, that they are taking active and concrete action to address their various concerns, you know, the things that are keeping Canadians up at night. But like I said, oftentimes issues pop up that, you know, sometimes the public may or may not even be aware of stuff that's happening behind the scenes in government. And those things sometimes end up sucking up all of the oxygen and other other issues end up getting delayed as a result. Yeah, no question. You're going to have to react to some issues as they come, no doubt. Um, Of course. Yeah. Sophie, thank you so much for being here. As always, really appreciate your time. Always appreciate the chat, Shay.